0: Episode of Indie Comic Spotlight, the show where we do a deep dive or an ongoing <sighs> deep dive into an ongoing series or graphic novel from a company other than the big two. So I'm back today. Bad calendar management on this guy's part. So I'm here to do another just released episode, spoiler free, of a book I've actually had in my hands for quite a while, Um, and I just keep going back and forth on how I was going to cover it. I reached out to the authors. They're very busy. Um, It was my hope was I could get them on, and so, but the book is too important for me to just sit on. And so here we are to talk about Macmillan Publishers. And I know you're like, Macmillan Publishers, how indie comics are they? I know, not super indie comics. But, you know, it's not. Big two. Um, I'm pretty sure this one came out from Oni Press as well um, as things happen. So this is written by uh, Sarah Kensador and Andrea Chalupa. And it is drawn by Kaisa Babis. And it is called Dictatorship—it's easier than you think. So Sarah and Andrea are the hosts of an amazing podcast. If you are not listening to you are missing out. It's called Gaslit Nation, and the podcast is where they kind of break the news um, and they break down the news and they explain things that are really happening and they go through things um, uh, really honestly and bluntly and they give you. Um, they give you all the stuff that uh, you needed to know. And so I got picked this up from NetGalley a while ago. And essentially, it's a graphic novel that takes you through the history of dictatorship. And, um, you know, it's a love letter to Hannah Arendt. It is an important book that is a gut punch. It is beautifully drawn. Um, it causes artists artistry is magnificent and she picks a really specific color palette too for this which i like there's purples and greens and blues. And it doesn't overwhelm you. She uses a lot of white space in the background for you to be like, "Oh, okay, I get what's happening here. And so there's this unnamed narrator that takes you through this dictator book. And and what he's doing is he's showing you like dictatorship. It's almost like he's selling you, right? That's the title dictatorship. It's easier than you think. And so he's taking you through all the ways that you too could be a dictator if you just work really hard. And so like in a very Hannah Arendt way, unfortunately people read Hannah Arendt and then they like used it as a playbook, and it was supposed to be a warning, remember? Um, And if you haven't read Hannah Arendt, please, please do. I mean, this is a good start. If you're like, I don't want to read a really long book about fascism, I get it. Um, It's it's not a fun, (laughs) it isn't fun, Um, but, uh, you know, it's worth reading. And the problem is, is it's often a um, playbook when it's designed to be a warning. And that is actually what happens here as well, is that I, my my only concern about this book is that people read it and be like, oh, well, you're actually showing us how to do it. And it is true. They are totally showing you how to do it. But they're also showing you how it's been done and how the folks, we the people, um, have been an active part of it, um, you know, and, and what we can do better and how we can help stop it and so there's just some really interesting psychology looking at like the brains of dictators and looking at the way that the media is manipulated there's a look at propaganda there's a look at the way that the news and the media and i'm not this is not trying to turn into like one of those mainstream media you know look i believe all media is flawed i believe this show is flawed i believe. Everything is flawed, right? There's no perfect kind of media that just isn't the case. We're all full of shit. I'm giving you my one opinion on this one comic book, graphic novel that I think is spectacular and I wish everyone would read. I mean, truly, truly, everyone should get their hands on this book because it's really honest. But is it perfect? No, of course not. Nothing can be perfect. Is it flawed? Sure, do the writers and artists have a bias? Of course, but that's the the cool thing about this book is they're telling you right from the jump, they have this bias. They're telling you right from the beginning, hey, this is a thing, like people are this, and but we're gonna be as honest and forthright as we can. So all of that to say, they have a running commentary on the media of which they are part of the media. They make a podcast, podcasts are media people. You know, it's not, we are, I'm an indie podcast about indie comics. Gaslit Nation is an indie an indie podcast about the news, about the media, about propaganda, about things in the world, about Russia in particular most of the time. But they, they, they like punch America right in the mouth and all the places that America deserves to be punched in the mouth. I mean, that's the other thing, too, is it's a really honest, it's a really, really, really ridiculously honest look at things. And I just appreciate it for what it is. But... You know, and and you may sometimes. I'll be honest. When I listen to the podcast, I get a little uncomfortable. I don't always agree with them. When I read this comic, I got a little uncomfortable in some places, and I didn't agree with them. But what they did do was tell us their version of the truth, and not like alternative facts bullshit. Not that, like, but they're like, here's the facts as we see them now in this moment. They're looking at the historical record, and they're giving some analysis. So, like, history is taught wrong let's just say that so like most people learn history by like you learn a fact you're like this is the year that whatever happened And like in my country in 1492 columbus sailed the ocean blue like that's a rhyme we learned so that we don't realize columbus was you know a colonizer and killed killed people um because it's fun it's a jaunty t rhyme right And this there was a columbus day and people still get mad that some cities and states don't want to celebrate Columbus Day because, you know, asshole that he was. Um, So they want to call it Indigenous People's Day, which makes a lot more sense because that's the people that, uh, you know, Columbus fucked over. Um, So I'm here for that. I'm here for Indigenous People's Day, but some people are pissy pants and whatever. You know, there's the capital city of Ohio is called Columbus. So much like, I think it's New Mexico, refuses to acknowledge that Pluto isn't a planet when pluto is over new mexico they recognize it because it was discovered by somebody from new mexico even though the rest of the world say pluto's on a planet what you get what i'm saying so um, it's kind of that thing where you know they they in ohio don't want to not celebrate columbus day because their capital is columbus columbus is their guy but columbus was also a huge dick so all of that says we learn history wrong we don't learn that stuff like we learn in America, this bullshit version of Thanksgiving that everybody got along, there was literally a happy days. I've talked about this before. There was a happy days version of Thanksgiving and Fonz was like, hey, and the Cunninghams were there. And it was just dumb. And that is the version of Thanksgiving that we teach our children because they can't handle the truth. As you, I'm air quoting as you can hear it, I hope. We can't be honest with the kids. They need to learn what's age appropriate. But then here's the thing. So you've lied to them for years. And then when you try to teach them something different, at the same time you're trying to teach them like differential equations, their brains can't handle the new history you're trying to teach them because when they were little and their brain path was forming, they learned this bullshit Thanksgiving in 1492, Columbus saved the ocean, sailed the ocean. or Whatever country you're in, whatever bullshit rhymes to learn your history, like whatever bullshit history you learned, we all learned bullshit history. And it may be that you just learned dates you're just like 1588 the british defeated the spanish armada and you know that excellent but why why did they and what does that mean and why was it important and what were the spanish armada doing and and how did elizabeth have anything to do with that and why was that important and how did that change the face of the earth those are the questions we should be discussing and having conversations and analyzing like analyzing it. History isn't shouldn't just be about bullshit data and it shouldn't be about fake stuff either. So there needs to be like, just can't just be numbers and it can't be a fake saccharine watered down version. Because again, your brain paths, your brain science works this way. I'm not a brain scientist, but I'm not dumb. And I know this because I've read books and I know psychologists. So those are things I know. And here's what happens. Your neural pathways form and those are things that get stuck we get stuck points in our brain Sometimes they're good, sometimes they're bad, sometimes it's the way that we learn. So that's why it's easier to learn multiple languages when you're little because your brain is still forming. Adults can learn new languages and become fluent and there are just natural polyglots out there like Trevor Noah. Those people exist and that's awesome, good for them. But most of us, if we don't learn multiple languages at a young enough age, it's harder when we get older because our neural pathways are forming and things just get stuck in there. So if you learn the wrong thing, you're going to remember the wrong thing forever. Okay, and it's going to be hard to unlearn the thing. And then there's also going to be those people who are like believing the propaganda, who are like freedom. Those guys, they're not going to want to hear the other thing. And so, like in my country, in my state, history is continually being um, under is being attacked because it's like, oh, well, we don't want to learn um, the real history. We don't want to learn about the you know the systemic racism, and we don't want to learn about slavery being the reason america's rich nobody likes to think about that like why did america and we're just like nobody's like we're a blip on the planet right like china's been around a lot longer than us but why do they still consider themselves um you know in a a, a growing nation which they're not of course but that's the lie that they tell themselves so they can continue to pollute but like You know, there's been people living, China's been around a lot longer than us. And we, you know, we've barely been a country in the history of the world. But why do we get to become so popular or so rich and so powerful? Well, slavery, right? That's a fact. People don't want to talk about that. Um, We made bad deals with dictators. This comic book talks about, honestly, about the way that dictators get what they want, the way that we work with dictators when it's convenient, the way that dictators get what they want through power and through abuse and through. Genocide and through wiping people out and through slavery and there's all kinds of different things throughout history of, of how you know different kinds of slavery economic slavery um, Physical slavery, you know, there's there's there, it, this book doesn't deal with all of that stuff But this book this book asks us to have the conversation about what we know about history and what we don't know about history Like I said, there's a lot a lot of love to Hannah Arendt There's a little love to Howard Zinn and there's also just like the reality of the shit that we don't know and the shit that we should know and so this book is just so thoughtful. It's, it's unpleasant, though. Here's the thing. I'm just being honest. I know you're like, you're telling us to read it. I am. It's unpleasant because it's true. It's unpleasant because, going back to the point of the neural pathways, it's going to be unpleasant because your brain has, has been wired to think X right? You're like, this is the way I know. This is the history I know. These are the things I know. And if you accidentally started breaking into these are the Daves I know from Kids in the Hall, you're welcome. And if you didn't, you should go stop for a second and do something pleasant, watch Kids in the Hall sing, these are the Daves I know, and then come back to this because this isn't as pleasant. I understand. Sorry. Super downer of a book, super downer of the thing. But the reality is shit sucks. And this is a book that's reminding us of it. And it's But it's done in such a clever, fun, charming way with this like slimy narrator who you don't realize isn't named, which I think is pretty great. Like you get it and then you get so wrapped up in the book and then, you know, spoiler free. So you got to get to the end, figure out who the narrator is. But that is amazing. Um, and, And again, there's a lot of uncomfort. There's uncomfortable truths that the narrator is showing us which we don't like to see. And so in Florida, where I live, there's this constant push to like hide history. We're going to, you can't teach this. You can't teach this. You can't teach this. You know why? Cause it's uncomfortable. Being uncomfortable is the way that we become change. It's, it's the way we reach change. Is because if we're comfortable, we become complacent, right? You want to be uncomfortable. You want to push yourself. You want to try new things. You want to do new experiments. Yes. You know, like uh, on Humming Fools, I know, jumping all over, but on Kyle's show, Humming Fools, he was just talking to a movie director who was like, well, I was good at this, and then I wanted to try this, and people were like, no, you can't do that. He's like, but I'm going to, and then he did that, and it was successful. They're like, oh, no, now you got to do this. And he's like, I want to do this, because he wants to keep pushing himself. The better directors, the better writers, the better um, thinkers, you know, they try multiple things. There's nothing wrong with a one-trick pony, right? If that one trick is really great, you should totally do that trick. I'm not saying a one-trick pony is bad, but I'm saying like, Pushing ourselves and getting out of our comfort zone makes us grow, right? Because if you just do the one trick over and over, eventually you get sore. because you're only doing the one trick over and over. Maybe the trick never gets boring, but it wears you out because you're just doing the same thing over and over, right? If you only ever use your right arm all day, you end up looking like the guy from uh, Lady in the Water, right? And that was, you know overworked just the one side of his body. If you didn't see a lady in the water, it's not as bad as everybody says it is. I think you should check it out. But that's the image that comes to my mind. The guy, like you overdo one side and then you get, you get overdone. And of course then that, but that side is also sore because you're overdoing it. If you just do the same thing over and over and over, that gets repetitive. Your brain gets sick of it. I mean, how many times have you driven to work or taken the train to work or walked to work or whatever? You don't even fucking remember getting there right? It's because you didn't challenge yourself. You didn't try something different. You didn't shake it up. You didn't You didn't do anything different. And and that's okay, right? Because you're like, I don't want to pay super close attention and drive to work. But you kind of need to, because what if a deer ran out in front of you or a baby or a monkey? That would be surprising. There's a monkey, but you weren't paying attention and you hit a monkey. Good job, because you weren't paying attention because your brain got sick. I'm sorry if you hit a monkey. Don't hit a monkey or a baby or a deer. Don't do any of those things. The point is, those are the things that happen Like when we get distracted and we think we know everything that's happening, we can't get distracted. And then because we're complacent, right? Because we're comfortable. Comfortable leads to complacency, which leads to mistakes, which leads to boredom, which can lead to being overworked and can be to being bored, which can lead to all kinds of terrible things. And that is what happens. We get we the Overton window of ugly moves and we're just like, oh, now we just accept that this is the way that it is. We accept that. Brexit happened. We accept that Trump was president. Those things are facts. I'm not saying they aren't facts, but they should—they don't have to happen again. We don't have to reelect Trump. Maybe you can get a new referendum and unring Brexit's bell. Nothing is forever, but we just get complacent because we're just comfortable. We just get weak. Re- we're like, oh, change is hard. Pushing back is hard. Organizing is hard. Some people even just think voting is hard. And it is because it takes you got to become informed. You got to read something. It's not like voting is like a Sisyphusian task, but it feels that way for some people. Right. They get exhausted and they just don't want to do it. But you have to pay attention. And this book, Dictatorship, It's Easier Than Think, is forcing you to pay attention. And again, I think it's so brilliant that they chose to do it as a graphic novel instead of just as a book, which I would have read that, too, with a title like that. It would have been hard not to read but they really push you hard and, and they address things, and they show you things and it's done in a comical way, um, but it sticks with your brain too, right? So if you're a visual person, it's a different way to say it. There's lots of words, so it's there. Um, it'd be cool if there was an audio version of the a, of a comic book. You know, that would be, would take a lot of work for you. I guess it would just be somebody reading it aloud to you, but that'd be interesting too. Turn to page two and then you'd turn and it would, you know, like the narration would tell you what page to look at. That'd be cool. I'm here for that. Let's make that a thing, shall we? Anyway, dictatorship is easier than you think. It's amazing. It makes you think about stuff. It makes you think all this. I talked about brains and history and psychology and happy days. Ugh, I'm a mess, people. I'm a mess. So um, get this book, though. Uh, you will be upset. You will be uncomfortable, but you will be informed. And it's always better to know than not know. Even if it sucks, even if it sucks, it's always better to know than not know. That's what I say. Um, I could be wrong. What the hell do I know? I'm just some random guy talking to myself on the internet. So anyway, thank you all for listening. Please, 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 please please get this book. Check it out. And uh, talk to me, at me. Go to my website, ARF Arena. Send me a message. Be like, oh my God, dictatorship. It's easier than you think. Scared the shit out of me. Or, oh, that book was terrible. Or whatever. Or you're crazy and that's not how neural pathways work. Tell me. I want to hear. All right. Thanks, everybody.
1: Welcome to your life. There's no turning back. Even while we the end It is my old desire. It is my